Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Thank you for listening to the Hashtag Laker Podcast. Your homies pod for all things Lakers. Hashtag perfectly for your ears. Brought to you by the Hoopheads Podcast Network. We wanted to take a brief moment here to ask our listeners to hop on over to Apple Podcasts to leave us a five-star review or rating. Your review or rating means so much to us, and it goes a long way to help us continue producing this podcast. We'd appreciate it very much. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Laker Podcast, part of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. I'm Yo Legazno. Before we start, though, I'd like to remind our listeners about the special holiday episode featuring you and your Laker story. Record your story on a voice memo or video and send it to our email, hashtag LakersPodcast at gmail.com. And your story will be featured in the holiday episode. If you have any questions, reach out to us via email, or you can even DM us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We're happy to answer any of your questions. Anyway, uh, to kind of pivot from that, today we'd like to welcome Yossi uh, of Hoops Hype and USA Today Sports Media Group's NBA Wire. He's a salary cap expert. You know, I often look up to him and 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 look for him in, in the details of of as particularly in this offseason. He's very familiar with with the Lakers cap situation. So hey, Yossi, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, it's good to have you on because you know um, we brought you on because you know we'll, today we'll be grading and reviewing the the offseason the Lakers had and get more into the details or into the weeds of what the Lakers front office this uh the, what the what the front office did this offseason in terms of uh uh you know adding new players and complying with the salary cap rules etc and then later in our last segment we'll talk about what these moves mean for the Lakers foreseeable future 
But uh, Yossi, um, before before the off season started, right? What would you have said uh, the Lakers' goals were uh, this off season and that they meet them? And I kind of want to compare that to the reality of today after the signings or re-signings the Lakers made. Uh, so before the off season began, I would say that it, their goals were either. I don't think I don't know if, if you can say they had like a specific set goal because there's a lot of different ways the offseason could have gone, um, just mainly based on the amount of free agents they have. And it just I think maybe they wanted to just keep the status quo and bring back all the main guys, Rondo, Bradley, um, you know, uh, Dwight. Obviously, they didn't they did not end up staying, but. I think that the Lakers did a very good job of preparing for their departures. And in some ways, they got better, I think. I wasn't very high on the Lakers roster last year. I've had some criticisms of Palenka uh, and the Lakers front office last year and before. And I think just some of that has to do with inexperience. You know, he didn't have the experience. He just came in and... Uh, I think this year he really like, you know, now he's got the experience. I think he showed it. He he's he's really impressed me with what he did this summer. Uh, Clearly, there were multiple plans. It wasn't just like a plan A and hope to stick to it. There were a lot of different contingencies this year. And Mm -hmm. in the end, I'm really impressed with the Lakers roster now. I think it's a lot deeper. Mm -hmm. I think it's more reliable. And I'm. Last year, I didn't consider them the title favorites. They won it anyways, and I think they're the, definitely the title favorites right now. They're in a tier of their own. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm in, in the same boat as you. And I want to get, you know, the second segment later on. I, I do want to get into the details. You said there's a lot of contingencies that were planned, and I want to get into that. But um, for me, I guess, uh, like you, um, I thought, you know, heading into the off season, I thought, okay, they probably want to keep the core together, right? Uh, some right. of the the core players and whatnot. And the second thing was because um, it's always it was always rumored or whatever that they want to bring in a star in 2021, like Giannis or something like that. You know what 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 does that look like now? We can talk about that later, but um, uh, it's a little bit more complicated, right? Yeah, but. I think the NBA is at a point where if a player wants to go somewhere, he'll he'll get there um, one way or another. Um, We'll see what happens with Harden in his case. I mean, he's got three years left on his deal, but with a free agent like Giannis, yeah, some teams going after may not have the cap space, but if he wants to join one of these teams, it'll probably get worked out. Right, right. And I think, uh, so Harden doesn't have an agent, right? Uh, you know, so I remember, I, I think Palinka was his agent and then Palinka joined the Lakers and I okay. didn't, I did not know he hasn't had an agent. Maybe he did have an agent afterwards. I guess his mom is technically his agent. I don't know. <laughs> is I, don't know. That? Wild, which I think that's a big reason not having an agent, like an actual agent that might help. That might be a reason why this trade request is not going so well, why he hasn't been traded yet. I mean, look, yeah. I mean, Westbrook, obviously different player he's not he's not the Rockets franchise player but he's got an agent sure and that trade request went by pretty quickly right um, 
Um, yeah, definitely <laughs> not helping when he doesn't really have an agent and he's also not present. So lack, definitely that's, lack of communication there. Um, that's that's true. Not, um, it's not a, I don't think it's that simple. It's just <laughs> not yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess I guess we'll see what happens there. Uh, but uh, um you know, I, I want to save some of that discussion later in the third segment, but I do want to get, I, I don't want to get into this tangent, but I do a little bit. Um, yeah, and okay I, I, I think it's, it's important though, that uh, as Lakers fan, and I don't know if you're a Lakers fan or not, I know you live in LA, but um, it's important, at least for me to remind myself as a Lakers fan that the, this sort of Lakers and clutch partnership Right is something like we've never seen in Lakers history before, uh, and potentially in the history of the NBA. I don't know really. It's 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 a partnership between like one of the most successful franchises in NBA with a chance to win another title, number eighteen, to be the most successful franchise in the NBA, right? Um, and the most decorated franchise. And they're working with an agency whose success has kind of skyrocketed through uh, an orthodox ways, right? And what brings these things, these two parties together is obviously LeBron and a little bit of Anthony Davis, but also this bond that they share in like receiving negativity and criticism from the sports world, from whoever, and not being given enough of the proper acknowledgement for the success they've produced. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, it's it's one of a kind, I think, uh, because even when LeBron was in Cleveland or Miami, I'm not sure if this sort of dynamic was part of uh, this, you know, in, in, in those Cleveland, athletes. yes, not in Miami. Okay, all right. It would never, Riley would never, uh, he would never. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um uh, but but even even in Cleveland, I think there was more pushback there, right? But here, I feel like there's a total acceptance of it. It's like pushing beyond unwritten rules of NBA team management. Yeah, and there's never been a quote unquote player owned or you know a agency with some player interest. But then again, not really. Um, you know, obviously not in the paperwork and the, you know, it's not going to be anything that says that LeBron has any ownership or any interest in the, in clutch, but right. Even if he, even if he isn't, you know, uh, a leader of that group, him being who he is can, he doesn't even need to have an agency to have the type of influence on the team. And that's so the you know he wanted to really exert his influence to the max to, and Miami didn't want to deal with that. Uh, so and it's not it's not why it's not that Miami let him go because of it, but I think that's a reason why LeBron ultimately decided to leave Miami. He wanted to you know do he wanted to have a lot of say, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then in Cleveland they said okay, uh, we want you back. And then <laughs> you saw it with the Gr Smith. Uh, he held out for J.R. Smith. He held out for Tristan Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think towards the end, it seems like the Cavs did get a little tired of it. And the when he left Cleveland, it maybe was a little mutual. Uh, Cleveland really, maybe they wanted to be in control again, which is understandable. Right. But uh, 
that is that seems to be that's what I, I do. I think that whenever you if a team is going to sign LeBron and being and have a long term relationship with him, that seems to be a contingency that he you know there is the just kind of the under the understanding that there's going to be a clutch influence and it's going to be he's going to have us his saying on how the roster looks like and ultimately yeah you're gonna it's going to cost you in terms of long-term assets picks young players Mm -hmm. uh but it clearly worked you know it worked out for the lakers they got they got the best player they could possibly pair LeBron with. I, you know, I can't really think of anyone else. And they won a championship in Anthony Davis's first year. So I don't think the Lakers are, I think they're very happy with the way things are going with clutch. Uh, even if they don't win another championship, you know, getting that one ring, I think they're very happy with how, with the clutch relationship. And if it, that means they're going to, the Lakers are going to get more clutch clients. I believe they have five now. LeBron, <laughs> Carroll, Davis, yeah, Halen, Pope. Mm-hmm. I know yep. I'm missing someone. That's thirty percent of the. That's a third of the roster right there. All clutch. Sure. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I don't think the Lakers are gonna. They're not gonna fight back about, especially now that they just won a championship with with this relationship. Right. Right. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens there, but um, I do, you know, want to go back and and get off this tangent and get back into this uh, salary cap discussion here. But I want to take a quick break first. And when we come back, like I said, we'll get back into the weeds here and and talk about uh, what the Lakers did this offseason and in terms of complying with the salary cap rules and also making sure to bring in um fresh blood and um you know a better roster from last season um so stay tuned guys and we'll talk to you guys soon hey hoopheads we appreciate you listening to this episode of hashtag lakers be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, Risen Grind, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, and Blazing the Path. Also, don't miss our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, and Bleachers and Boards. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads Podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing and my co-host Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game from grassroots to the NBA. Hey guys, this is McKay with the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I wanted to talk to you about Jersey Bird, your number one custom jersey shop. They've got high quality, low priced jerseys for you, your family, and friends. The folks at Jersey Bird are really dedicated to bringing you the very best jerseys with a focus on dependability, durability, and customer satisfaction. They've even got custom Kobe and LeBron high school jerseys for you to enjoy. So don't show up to your buddy's watch party looking like a bum. Hop on jerseybirdofficial.com, take a look at their selection, and use promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order. Again, that's promo code LAKERS to get 10% off your order at jerseybirdofficial.com. 
Welcome back to the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I'm here with Yossi, and on this segment of the show, uh, I want to get into the specifics of, of, of the Lakers' salary cap and what they did this offseason. So, Yossi, um, in terms of, uh, of, you know, the salary cap, you know, considering that, what offseason moves did the Lakers make that you thought were, were pretty significant or interesting, at least in your eyes? Well, I think the... The order of which these moves happen, definitely uh, when you see each move happening, like the first thing I think was Wes Matthews for the biannual. And, and I thought, okay, you know, that's a, that's a really good move. I like that. Okay. You know, that's, he's basically a more cost efficient Danny Green, even if he's un, as un, even if he's going to be as inconsistent as Danny Green, at least you're not paying 15 million for him. You're paying actually, you're, if anything, Wes is a little underpaid. So I think, just that swap alone is a really great move. And then the next thing we saw was the Mantras Harrell signing for the full MLE. That was and surprising. Was yeah. And I exactly. was, yeah. And I wasn't really surprised that, you know, he joined the Lakers, but I was more surprised that that's what, um, I guess that's what he got. And not that he got a, a too little. I think a lot of centers, I was surprised. I thought a lot of centers would either get around the room mid-level or taxpayer mid-level or get the minimum, especially because last offseason, all backup centers got like that much, the, the room mid-level. And so when the Lakers took Harrell, I thought, well, I that's not where I, I would have. At first, I'm, I thought that's not really where I would have put that money, that the full mid-level and so you know, be hard cap because of it because I felt that one of the Lakers' issues was uh, having enough wings, reliable wing players, and you know they didn't really gain one by going from Green to Wesley Matthews. Um, mm-hmm. But then you see the bigger picture. Then the Lakers did more moves. Uh, let me just pull up their roster real quick. So, so going going back to like uh, Montrez, right? Um, when he signed, I think one of the concerns was because you know we we traded pretty much uh, sa- the the salary cap for the you know Dennis Schroeder f- for for Danny Green, right? So that that was like sixteen million dollars, right? In, right. in the, the cap, uh, maybe added a million dollars or whatever. Um, and then we signed Wes and we signed Montrez. Um, and I thought that it made the re-signing of KCP a little bit difficult. Was that sort of your, your thoughts as well? Um, so I was trying, so what I was trying to finish was that with Harold, I felt that the Lakers until I saw what other centers were getting, I felt that the Lakers may have, they didn't, not that they, overpaid or underpaid Harold or anything like that. I just felt that that's not where their money should have gone. I thought that they should have pursued another really good wing player. Uh, I can't really think of any off the top of my head right now who else they could have gotten with that money. But then I saw what other centers were making. I saw Derek Favors also got the full mid-level. I saw Mason Plumlee got like almost (laughs) a full mid-level. I see a lot of, I see the Nuggets just, they have a lot of centers now. They have like Bull Bull and Isaiah Hardenstein and Zeke Naji and they got Jamichael Green. Like so teams are are 
they see what the Lakers accomplished and they're willing to spend a little more for big men. And that's what surprised me. So once I saw that other teams were doing that, then I thought, okay, you know what? This That's actually not bad for Harold. Now it makes sense why they gave the full mid-level to Harold. At the same time, uh, we still didn't know what was going to happen with Dwight. We had no, we, they still had JaVale McGee on the roster. That's right. We're going to get, uh, they didn't know they're going to get Marcus Saul. So it was, uh, so in the, but then, so as we saw more centers get paid, then it made a lot more sense. And I do like that signing now, mainly because the Lakers were terrible uh, when their bench units were out. They could not score. They blow a lot of leads. Now they have Harold and Schroeder who could feast on the second units and help the Lakers not blow leads and just stay competitive. It's really important for their regular season. Helps uh, take a lot of the load off LeBron and Davis. You know, I don't, I can't really recall many times that at least one of them were, uh, that none of them were on the floor. I'm pretty sure always LeBron and Davis, at least one of them was on the floor at all times, unless yeah. it was, the game was over. Now I'm a little more confident that they don't need, that they can, with Harold and Schroeder, they can give, there could be more non LeBron and non AD minutes. So, and then, you know, as we saw the rest of the roster shape up, I think in the end, it, it all, every everything makes sense. Uh, so you wanted to bring up the Pope situation. Um, in one way, you can say that by hard capping themselves before re-signing Pope, they put themselves at risk of losing him. Right. Because I think the Lakers had maybe like 19 or 20 mil left to spend before it was announced that Pope was coming back. Right. And plus they got to fill out the rest of the roster. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had gotten the commitments from Gasol yet. They definitely didn't get, they didn't get agreements from Markeith Morris uh, yet. The So, and you still got to fill out the rest of the roster. You got to get the 14 players. So it, in a way that was something that could have bit the Lakers, but in the end uh, Pope did come back for, very reasonable amount. Uh, that's basically, I think everyone, a lot of people saw Pope getting 12 mil. I think that's, that's very exactly what he should, uh, mm-hmm. what he should get. I was a little surprised that there wasn't that much more interest elsewhere. I, right. Fox ended up doing all, other moves. And I think the only other team that we're kind of interested in were the Knicks, but they went with Alec Burks for much less. So so gladly it worked out and the Lakers still have plenty of flexibility to go out the rest of the season. Right. No, I, I thought that was a very reasonable signing at 12 million. And uh, it did, you know, create a situation where after KCP and obviously, you know, factoring in Anthony Davis, this is a max contract, which we can talk about later here. um, Like, after that, it was like, okay, so you're going to sign minimum contracts from here on out, right? Um, what did you think about, you know, that JaVale trade and then ultimately landing um, Marcus Gasol? I was saying for a while that a JaVale McGee trade was probably necessary. I was saying that, uh, and mostly that was because I really believed that a lot of centers could be had for the minimum. And really the only center that was taken for the minimum was Dwight Howard, I think. Right. Good center. And that was surprising. <laughs> and the Lakers, you know, I don't, I still, I'm still un, un, unclear about what happened there, but I think the mm-hmm. Lakers could easily fit him for that much. Right. 
uh, that, you know, you'd be really nice reserve role. Just have them, just have them in the garage ready whenever they need him when they got all the other centers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the McGee trade was, it did seem pretty inevitable to, so they could help fill out the rest of the roster. And I was a little surprised that they gave Marcus all a two-year deal because that increases the amount he makes this year. Well, I mean, he's, he's making the same amount, just the amount reflected on the cap sheet. It, it's a little higher because it's a two-year deal, but it still, it, it all works out. They've got 14 guys now. Uh, I think it's, I think it's still the best roster in the league and they're still in position to get some good buyout guys come uh, April. Right, right. And I kind of want to, I want to talk about that because, um, it, it, you know, Anthony Davis. So first off, um, after Jared Dudley got signed, we, you know, we got a very unexpected extension from LeBron James, right? And then um, AD re-signed on a five-year deal which everyone was thinking that maybe he was going to do like a one plus one right um what were your thoughts on that and then i want to you know talk about the quinn cook thing and um how that like like you mentioned how that could play out in adding another player potentially um or not even having cook after training camp camp ends (laughs) So the, the the LeBron James extension didn't totally shock me personally. I wrote earlier about on Hoopsite, every single player that was eligible for an extension, literally all of them, even a lot of players that, you know, aren't going to get one, they're like end of the bench. It just, I, I wrote about all of them. Hmm. And I wrote about LeBron James. I knew, I wrote about the maximum he's allowed to get, which was two years, 85.7 million. That's the most he's allowed to get. Uh, within the over 38 rule so he could get more years but then money gets spread out weirdly where it's it's complicated but uh, the team wouldn't have wanted that so a two-year it's really it's really a one-year extension for LeBron because he's getting a slight bump on next year's salary which will have a player option so he's you know he's basically got a in a way you can say he he opted in and then got another year added on. And I was the only surprising thing about that was that that basically took the Lakers out of, uh, out of the 2021 uh, cap space. And they were already on a, they already had an uphill battle to get max cap space. In fact, I wrote about earlier this month about if the Lakers wanted to sign, go after Giannis next summer, and give him a max contract, LeBron or Davis or a combination of them would have to take pay cuts. And that did not happen. Both players, LeBron got his max extension. I think Davis signed five years max contract. Now, that one surprised me. Uh, Not because, again, the Lakers were already out because of the cap space implications for next summer, but uh, he is leaving a little bit of money up front, but it's not a lot. Hmm. It had the salary cap kept going up in pre-COVID. I think Davis would definitely do the two plus one where he he maximizes his money in the next two years. Then his max contract in 2022 will be even bigger and get a five-year deal then. But the salary cap's not expected to move much. They're saying the NBA is only going to make it rise between 3 to 10%, and they're going off that 3% 
uh, rise for their projections. Mm. So it, he's not really leaving that much money in the table now. I think he's leaving maybe six to eight million. It's it's not much in in the grand scheme of, you know, what he's making in his entire career. Sure. So, so I was a little surprised he signed for the full five years, but you know, I, I it's not a bad decision either. Right. No, I I would agree on that. It's not a bad decision. I like it, obviously. Um, but uh, let's go. Uh, let's go ahead and, and talk about the Quinn Cook situation here. I saw a, f- a few of your tweets earlier today about that. Do you want to kind of uh, go over that and our, our option to add a 15th player, or even even waive Cook before be, before the training cap ends here? Right. So technically, Quinn Cook's contract is not counting against the Lakers uh, their their cap sheet right now mainly because it's a camp contract. And even though it is technically a non-guaranteed contract, um, by giving him a camp, con- camp contract, it's not guaranteed until the season begins. Okay. And then starting, oh, not, it's, not that, it's not even going to be uh, guaranteed. It's going to remain non-guaranteed, but it'll start to, uh, he'll start to get a crew uh, salary each day he's on the roster. So if the Lakers were to waive him at some point, they're only going to be responsible for however much he's owed based on however many days he was on the team. Sure. So right now he doesn't count as anything. So technically the Lakers could actually still add more players to the training camp roster uh, and, you know, then decide who they want to go with their 14th guy. But no matter what, when the season starts, they can only have a 14th guy. So right now it looks like it'll be Quinn Cook. I haven't seen who else are going to bring the camp, if they'll bring anyone else to camp. Uh, But even if they sign someone else, they can only have one of these guys actually be on the roster to start the season. So with that said, no matter what, that guy's probably going to have the one-year minimum, which is 1.6 mil. Okay. So uh, that would put the Lakers approximately just under a million uh, below the hard cap. Uh, so when you – so I so I, I was saying that if um, – now that I'm guessing Cook, let's say it's Cook. So let's say they, well, let's say let's say whoever it was, they're going to keep him on the roster past the league-wide cutdown date. There's a deadline, February 27th, when teams have to uh, either waive their non-guaranteed guys or they're going to be fully guaranteed for the rest of the season. It's February 27th. Sure. Let's just say Cook got guaranteed and he stays past that deadline. So... I believe February 27th is the soonest that the Lakers can add a 15th player. That's when the prorated minimum gets below the amount of hard cap space they have, provided they don't make any other trades, reduce salary through trade. Uh, Or they can wait a little further, uh, April 6th, I believe, and they could just sign two guys that fit within the the hard cap. Uh, They could cut someone else, you know, eat the swallow the cost of that guy, and the, in the buyout deadline, the deadline for uh, players to be waived and still have playoff eligibility is April 9th. Hmm. So I'm thinking no matter what, I, if I'm the Lakers, they might as well just, unless someone really good becomes available before then, right? wait till April. I'm not expecting anyone really good to get waived by then. And there's a, I think there'll be a pretty decent amount of players. Uh, main competition, there's a lot of contenders looking to add some good buyout guys. Uh, but, and then now that Quinn Cook or 
is non-guaranteed, they could actually cut him before the cutdown date, save even more money, and uh, sign some players even before the dates I provided. Interesting, interesting. Well, uh, I guess we'll see what happens there. But like you said, if it sounds like there's going to be 14 players, and I think that's enough anyway. I think uh, the Lakers are, have a deep uh, bench and uh, deep team uh, that they can afford to have. You know, 14. We don't. They don't have to have 15, right? Um, they just got to stay responsible with COVID this year, you know, because you know injuries are going to happen, but then COVID's also going to happen. So as long as, you know, I'm guessing we'll see a decent amount of their two-way guys, uh, Kasok and Costas. Sure. So if, uh, you know, now and they've they've loosened up the the two-way rules, so uh, two-way players can play a lot more with the teams, and they are getting more guaranteed money because of it. And they don't have to fly back and forth all the time because of the whole two-way rules. So you can say they got 16 guys. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I forgot about those two-way guys and the new COVID rules for them, right, this season. Right. It'll be interesting to see that. Um, I don't know if they've increased the number of days yet, right? They've said they can increase the roster size with that, you know. Um, Did they change the two-way rule? It used to be that uh, players – Two-way players can be with the NBA team, I believe, 45 active days. And right. there was actually no public way of keeping track of this. Interesting. I tried keeping track of this for like some players on the Rockets before because they exploited it a lot. And every time I thought that the, the two-way clock is up, no, they ended up being on the roster for like another two weeks. And <laughs> it was a, just like, it's like a whole thing about saving money. The longer they, you keep the guy, the lay, the, the more you delay signing him onto the roster, mm. the lower the salary you give them. So the, you know, the more money you save, but now what they're doing is they're changing it to 50 days, 50 games, 50 active games, I believe that you can have oh, okay. the active uh, for 50 games, the players will get more money because of it. I think like a $500,000, like just under $500,000 uh, flat salary. It uh, doesn't count against the cap, but they're going to get that much for being two-way players. Nice. And uh, they don't have to deal with like the excess travel. And especially this season, I don't think they'll be going back and forth with their G League teams, especially because I think there's not even going to be a lot of G League teams, a lot yeah. of them. Right. A lot of them don't want to do the the bubble season that they want to do. A lot of the organ, a lot of the G League teams are opting out of that. So you know, and it, again, because of COVID uh, injuries, you don't ever know what's going to happen. Right. Two way players are going to have to. A lot of teams, even contenders, are going to have to rely on their two way guy just to have an extra body. You never know when you're going to be undermanned. Sure. So they made it. So 50 games is definitely. A lot, uh, a lot easier to manage than uh, than forty five days or whatever the days days you know active days because there's a lot of like there's a lot of ways you can manipulate that. Right. Well, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what the Lakers uh, do throughout the season and whether or not they they you know they add on a fifteenth uh, guy. Um, but all right, well let's let's take our last break here, and when we come back. Um, we'll continue our discussion and re and 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 talk about um, what the Lakers foreseeable future looks like. 
But uh, but yeah, so stay tuned, guys, and we'll talk to you guys in a minute. Hey guys, let me tell you about these delicious protein bars. They're called Built Bars. Ever heard of them? The typical protein bar is dense, gritty, and difficult to chew. Not Built Bar though. The texture is light and fluffy, and it's covered in perfectly tempered, 100% pure dark chocolate. With each bite you take, you will think you are cheating on your diet, indulging on a chocolate dessert. We think you'll agree. There isn't a more delicious way to get your protein. Built Bar is the favorite protein bar of many fitness trainers and fitness enthusiasts alike. My personal favorite is the cookies and cream. It's like eating a candy bar. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LAKERPOD to get 10% off your order. That's promo code LAKERPOD to get 10% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Hashtag Laker Podcast. I'm here with Yossi. And on this last segment, let's talk about what uh, the moves the Lakers made this offseason means uh, in the next few years for the Lakers in terms of the salary cap. Um, as we've mentioned, Anthony Davis and LeBron James have new contracts. Um, and, you know, we added a few players that have uh salaries that go beyond this year um you know what does that mean for the lakers foreseeable future uh going down the road in 2021 22 23 uh when lebron ends his uh extension here so what do you think so appear as long as they've got lebron making 40 plus mil and now davis making 30 plus mil almost 40 mil those two salaries alone is, are going to cap out the Lakers over the next uh, 21, 22, next two off seasons. Uh, the salary cap's not going to rise that much. And if the Lakers even do manage to be under the salary cap, they're not, I highly doubt they're going to have close to max cap space. I only look at, I don't really pay attention to cap space beyond the next season at a, at a given time. So I'm only, I'm really only paying attention to the current season and the next uh, 21, 22 season when I, when I look at all teams, but just off the top of my head, I know that the Lakers will not have cap space in 21 or 22 uh, those off seasons, just because LeBron and Davis make so much money. So that means that uh, before, well, so their next, the next available time they can get cap space, max cap space is 23 when LeBron expires, but in the meantime, doesn't mean that the Lakers are just going to wait till 2023. They're going to do what they can to get another good guy. They're going to now they can really focus on improving the roster. Now they don't have to focus on the next year or two to to like save for cap space. Then they get to relax on that and just focus on trying to get uh, their next star now. And I like to look at what the Heat did because Miami they were in the best position to get Giannis. I think they still might be uh, cap wise, but when they gave Bam that extension, it surprised me. It surprised a lot of people because 
because they did that, they lost like 13 million in cap space for next summer. And now they don't have quite max cap space, but they're still they've got a lot of cap space. They could get to like 26 million. The max for Giannis is about 33.7 mil. Hmm. So now when they did that, they're going to have, now if they're going to get Giannis, most likely it's going to be through a sign-in trade. Where Giannis, if Giannis says, hey, I want to go to Miami, the Heat can uh, exercise the team options and players like Andre Udala, Avery Bradley, um, Myers Leonard, they have all these guys with player options and and use them as the salary filler to trade for Giannis. Hmm. Um, I, they could have signed them outright had that extension not happened, but you know, it is what you know, you especially because Bam's agent is the same as Giannis's agent. I think there maybe there was some pressure from the I can see if there was some pressure from that agency to give Bam the extension. Sure. Uh, if you know, in regards to a potential Giannis pursuit. But so now the Heat, that is their avenue. They're going to have to do some kind of trade or sign and trade. And the Lakers are also in a similar boat now. Interesting. If Giannis says, hey, I want to go to the Lakers, then the Lakers are just going to put together what they can. They can easily do that with some of their free agents. Uh, they've got current salary in Pope. Uh, if Harold opts in, they could trade him. Uh, Kuzma, they could extend him and trade him. There's a lot of different ways that they can get Giannis, but ultimately, if, if it is going to be next summer, it's got to be through a sign and trade or a trade. And I, you could say that with any other star within the next two years. I don't know who's going to become available, but let's just say the Lakers, they don't get anybody till then. Uh, then it's 2023 and LeBron's about to expire. Who knows what he wants to do? Maybe he wants to stay for the, with the Lakers, earn a little less money to help them out. Maybe he wants to join whichever team drafts his son. We don't know, but let's just say that either LeBron's out of the picture or he's going to take very little money. Now there's room for the new star to pair Anthony Davis with. And there's a couple good guys avail- that, that could become free agents. Uh, James Harden could become a free agent, but I think there's a good chance he'll sign a big extension with whoever trades for him. Sure. Uh, Bradley Beal can be a free agent that year. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Really? Yeah, he can. He'll enter. I believe he'll enter free agency. I'm, I'm, Jokic. I'm very interested in in Bradley Beal. <laughs> yeah. Jokic, if he doesn't extend, he could be a free agent. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead. No, I said interesting. Jokic. I don't know if he'll want to go to the Lakers. Yeah, I think again, like Harden, <laughs> he'll he'll sign a he'll probably sign a big extension. And that's another thing with a lot of star players is because of South. Usually, over the past few years the trend is oh if you're a star player don't sign an extension with your team go enter free agency you could get more money resigning with your team or signing anywhere else but now because the salary cap's not moving very much at all now for some of these stars that are already making a lot of money mm-hmm. extension might be the more lucrative way i was saying how lebron signing this extension is actually more money he can make than if he were to opt out and re-sign for the max with the lakers and that's a similar situation that Steph Curry is going to go through. I just saw today that he was talking about how he's talking with the Warriors about an extension. He can get three years, $155 million, hmm. which make him the NBA's first $50 million player in a single season. Wow. If he were to opt out in, I don't know, 2022, he can, the, the max for his max might be like, 41 42 43 mil that's basically what he's making now right 
So now the ex- for these super expensive players, their extension amounts, their maximum extension amounts are, are outpacing the max contract they can do with a free agent. So we talk, I mentioned Jokic, you know, that's another guy that he may be his extent. Actually, no, I don't think his extension will exceed his max, but uh, I think uh, Beals might, Harden's for sure will. He can get $50 million a year easily right now through an extension. Right. So we'll we'll see. I think also D'Angelo Russell will be a free agent. Just off the top of my head, I know some of these guys will be free agents in 2023. So those are sort of the, the, the options for if LeBron decides to retire, then we, we have some options. I guess for, for in the Lakers' point of view, there's some options to, to sign some of the, these, these guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't particularly believe most of them are realistic, but I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. These are guys that are going to be free agents if they don't extend. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Do, do you know if any other sort of limitations the Lakers will run into in the next few years? I know the, the major one is, you know, they're, they're going to, they have two big salaries and that's gonna pretty much uh, limit the limit you and and what you, who you can sign going well forward. i i guess the only other thing is so only this year i would say for the next two seasons after this one uh as long as they have lebron and davis making as much as they are they probably will not have the full mid-level anymore for the next two years okay um that's you know if you when you use more than the taxpayer amount that hard caps you so you're not going to be allowed to be hard capped if you're already going to be over the hard cap so if uh so i think the so then so you can't use the lakers won't be able to use the non the the full emily over the next two seasons as long as they have both james and davis making the amounts they're making which means that i guess the biggest limitation is that their biggest means for adding a new free agent will be the taxpayer middle level, which is still good. It's going to be like six million over the next two years. They got Wes Matthews for under four million, so sure, you know, as long as the Lakers are contenders, you'll see someone pretty good want to join for that amount, even if it's a discount for the type of player they are. Right, right, and that's 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 what I'm banking on, and that that if if we're gonna, you know, uh, as long as we're title contenders, then players are gonna want to come, even if they're gonna take a discount. Uh, that's that's what I'm banking on. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, we saw Wes Matthews do it, and even Marcus All do it. Um, but uh, um, I know, like Marcus All had some interest somewhere else, but he he ultimately decided to take the veteran minimum um, with the Lakers, right? Right. So, anyway, uh, appreciate you, Yossi, for for joining the show today. Appreciate um, you, Yo, for bringing me on. Yeah, no problem, man. You know, you're you're <laughs> you're the salary expert. I always, you know, I look to you when whenever uh, things go down in the off season. But uh, um, I don't know if you have any final thoughts here before we end, or if you want to put in a plug for you and where they can find you. Uh, not much other final thoughts in regards to what we spoke about. And but if you like this conversation, you want to hear more from me or read more of my work, you could follow me on Twitter at Yogi Main, Y-O-G-G-I-M-A-N-E. And all of my work is on Hoops Hype. I don't really have anything coming up, but I do have a lot of pieces that I think that I've wrote in over the past month and they still are relevant. Uh, if you want to read about my Giannis piece about where certain teams like the Lakers, Heat, Mavs, and Raptors stand in regards to being able to sign them next summer, you can still read that. 
And I also have an article about every single player that is extension eligible, which I mentioned earlier. A lot of a lot of my work still remains relevant. So uh, check me out on Hoopsite. Sweet. Hey, thank you for for joining the show. Um, you'll see. Thank you. Hey guys, um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Uh, follow, subscribe, and if you enjoyed this episode, give us a five star review on Apple Podcast and uh, hit that follow button on your if you if you listen to on on Spotify or Google Podcast. We'd appreciate the follow and all the reviews. It'll help us continue to produce this show. We're also on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop. Uh, with that said, guys, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Games in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the Jello is jiggling. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.